Hello and welcome to Dating Done God's Way. I'm your friendly Christian relationship counselor, Tolu. I started this podcast after I began my journey as a single saved woman trying to navigate the dating scene in a godly way. And I've learned a ton since. Here, I share tips to make it easy for you to date in a godly way. I've watched my clients navigate the dating scene, enter godly relationships and marriages, and even step into motherhood. I want to do the same for you. I know how hard it is to be saved and dating. Trust me, I get it. And I'll be sharing tips to get you started on your own journey to your own godly marriage. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single power-packed episode. Prayer in itself looks different for how you pray than how I pray or how your friend or your mother or your pastor prays. So you have to understand that practicality isn't going to be the same for everyone. Welcome to the Dating Down God's Way podcast. My name is Tolu. So 2021 has come to an end and a lot has happened this year. I'm sure you have already experienced a lot of changes, transformation in your life. You're dating your relationship with God in 2021. So I just decided, you know what, let me share with you some lessons I believe will help you really understand how godly dating is meant to look like that you can take with you as you step into 2022. So let's get straight into it. The first point I really want you to understand is godly dating is not a linear experience. You can't expect to go through godly dating the same way as everyone else. Your experience is unique to you. It's not a process that is linear and straight. It has ups, it has downs, it has moments where you doubt, it has minutes, seconds, months, and sometimes even years where you question your decision to follow God, keeping it real. Sometimes it's going to feel like God isn't listening or he can't hear you. It also feels like it's never going to end. Be it your struggle is not having sex before marriage, being single for longer than you remember, not having a good experience with men or while dating, trying to figure out why your relationships always end at almost, almost engaged, almost married, almost seeing someone exclusively. Whatever your struggle is, it can feel like it's never going to end. But what I really want you to get is this. God may not tell you why, but he will help you go through that experience with growth. And growth isn't particularly comfortable. And sometimes, quite honestly, it doesn't feel like you're growing. It feels like you're stuck, right? And this is why in Wife in Waiting, we ensure our sisters have accountability and checking with one another all the time. Because this process can be so isolating, especially during the holidays. We're currently in Christmas at the time of this recording. You know, sometimes you may go through a season where it's another birthday or your sister just had a life-changing event happen to her. Maybe your best friend just got married or pregnant again, and it triggers you. So godly dating is not a linear experience. Don't go into this process expecting an outcome that looks a particular way because I can definitely tell you for a fact you will get more than you expected (laughs) through this process, right? Now, the second lesson I really want you to take to heart is you have to marry prayer with practicality. This is something I sing to my dating to marry clients. And I work specifically with clients on understanding what it looks like to be practical for them. Now, what's practical for Sandra may not be practical for Sarah. It may not be practical for Deborah or Diana. 
it doesn't work the same way for everyone. Like I keep saying, because prayer moves differently practically with different people. You can't just pray and hope your husband, the job, the relocation, the money, the finances, the business opportunity falls from the sky. That isn't realistic. You can definitely pray for open heavens, but how open heavens manifest is through manna. God is going to give you a message, a mission, um, and it's going to come through manna in terms of daily steps, daily doses, fresh word, um, fresh revelation that you have to practicalize. And practically, do, and practicality, pardon me, doesn't mean it happens immediately either. It can feel slow, it can feel tedious, it can feel cumbersome. Being practical pushes you to transition in your approach, whether it's dating, networking, business, finances, job hunting, and just life in general. You have to marry prayer with practicality. And again, I do this with dating to marry clients specific to their own journey because like I said, dating isn't a linear experience and what is practical for you is going to be specific to your own journey. Prayer in itself looks different for how you pray than how I pray or how your friend or your mother or your pastor prays. So you have to understand that practicality isn't going to be the same for everyone. Now, I want you to listen to this point. Step outside your comfort zone, right? This follows naturally from the last point. Try and do what makes you uncomfortable. Growth is very uncomfortable, sis, right? In the sisterhood, we literally have a checklist every single week that helps you constantly check in. The sisterhood of wife in waiting is what I'm talking about, which is, you know, the membership I have where I mentor you to date like a wife. We have a checklist that helps you every single week check in with yourself to make sure you're held accountable. Hey, Queen, I see you're enjoying this episode. If you're interested in diving even deeper into attracting the right men, dating your husband, dating for the purpose of a godly marriage, dating to marry is the program for you. I work with you to show you exactly how to date to attract your husband. I'm going to walk you through patterns all the way to positioning yourself to date to attract the man that is right for you. I only work with four women. Make sure to check the show notes to sign up for our wait list. I look forward to welcoming you into Dating to Marry. Let's get back to our episode. Now, the point of this is stepping outside your comfort zone doesn't mean you have to jump all the way out, but it does mean you think twice before you make what seems to be the same decision or what may come to you as the most natural, natural course of action. For example, maybe you always take bus A to work, but stepping outside your comfort zone could look like deciding to take your car to work or to carpool with colleagues or maybe just take bus C, right? The point of this exercise is to show you how to start experiencing the possibilities of who you could be so that when you're dating, you see the options that are actually available to you instead of assuming your options are limited, which I tend to see a lot happen through the process of counseling clients over the past six plus years. For instance, you're getting to know Mr. A, but he hasn't made any steps towards clarifying what exactly he wants in the relationship. He hasn't been very clear with his um, approach. And Mr. B is available. Knowing that Mr. A isn't the only option allows you to take a step back and possibly get to know Mr. B. It doesn't mean you're not talking to Mr. A anymore. It doesn't mean that you're not cordial with Mr. A. It just means that you know that Mr. B is available as well. Or at the very least, consider seeing other people that may be of interest to you. That simple mindset shift 
in being very practical, like I said, just changing, maybe changing your diet or incorporating something new to the way you go about your daily routine and habits will course correct the way you think about your options when you're dating. And if you want me to handhold you through this and really work you through the process, that's what dating to marry is for. Now, there isn't one way to be a godly woman. That's the fourth lesson I want you to leave 2021 with. I've seen this happen time and time again with women thinking that, oh, this process of being a godly woman, there's some sort of formula that we're all supposed to take. That's why there are so many different representations in scripture, because there just isn't one way to do this. Esther, Rebecca, Deborah, Sarah, they were all different women of faith. This is why in Dating to Marry, I'm really clear on showing you as a client what it means to be the woman God has called you to be. Being a godly woman to, for you is very different from what it looks like to me. You don't have to be the same godly woman as your sister, your mother, your pastor, myself. You'll struggle. You'll really struggle because that isn't who God has called you to be. You just have to learn to be the woman God has called you to be in the faith. This will change the way you date. It will change the options you think you have available to you with men. It will change the kind of men you attract, how you find men attractive, and ultimately how you position yourself and even the kind of marriage you enter, right? Now, the fifth lesson I want you to take with you as we step into 2022 is be careful when you listen to other people's advice. Yes, I'm a Christian relationship counselor. I've been doing this for the past six years, but I don't know everything. It's important you learn to listen to your own advice and then take what others are saying in that container. What I really show you how to do in Dating to Marry is to do this exactly. I don't tell you what to do. I show you how to make your own decisions and use that container to really transition into the process of mindfully taking other people's advice in a way that is the most beneficial to you and for you. This will help you learn how to sharpen your own iron. This is why our watchword in the Wife and Waiting Sisterhood is iron sharpens iron. That's from Proverbs 27, 17. Because to sharpen someone else's iron, you also need to know how to sharpen your own. Awesome. So we've covered five points so far. I've spoken to you about dating not being a linear experience, marrying prayer with practicality, stepping outside your comfort zone, understanding the godly woman that God has called you to be, and being careful when you're taking other people's advice. Now I want to talk to you about the last five lessons. First of which being the Holy Spirit won't always give advice that makes sense. The Holy Spirit won't always give advice that makes sense. Okay, wisdom of God is foolishness to men. So don't expect when God to speak that it's going to translate for everyone to understand. It just won't. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense to you when he tells you don't take that job that is literally three times worth more than your current salary and gives you more benefits and more freedom financially to be able to do all the um, all the dreams that you have planned for yourself. He can say no. Or the Holy Spirit may tell you, you know what, I want you to date, um, I want you to abstain from dating for a period of time, even though you feel like you're in a season where you're ready to settle down. His advice doesn't always make sense. And it's not meant to. Faith is a walk of the spirit, not the flesh. So it's very important that you understand as you're dating, don't expect whatever God tells you to do to always make sense to you where you currently are standing. It usually doesn't. But the beauty about faith is when you look back, everything makes sense, right? Hey, Queen, I see you're enjoying this episode. If you're interested in diving even deeper into attracting the right men, 
dating your husband, dating for the purpose of a godly marriage, dating to marry is the program for you. I work with you to show you exactly how to date to attract your husband. I'm going to walk you through patterns all the way to positioning yourself to date to attract the man that is right for you. I only work with four women. Make sure to check the show notes to sign up for our wait list. I look forward to welcoming you into Dating to Marry. Let's get back to our episode. So the next point I really want you to understand is just because God said you should go on dates with him doesn't mean that that man is your husband. Okay, it's not every... Listen, God desires you to be married. God desires you to be in a happy home, raise amazing children, have a beautiful and blessed and bountiful lineage. But it doesn't mean every man he tells you to go on a date with is your husband. Let me tell you a little story. So it's the end of the year. My team and I, we like to have a retreat where we go over what we've accomplished this year and the plans that we have for the next year so that we really get focused on how we can make sure that you are able to date in a godly way and really enter the marriage God has for you through the processes that we have in place with our services, like dating to marry and wife in waiting, so that we are in the mindset of, okay, what? What are we supposed to do to make sure that this goal is easily accomplished by you? So we got together as we usually do at the end of the year. and We are having all this conversation. And I remember sharing this particular point with them that just because God said you should go on dates with him doesn't mean he's your husband. And we discussed it at length because I saw that there was a lot of confusion as to how you would understand it. Because as our customer and our client, you are our priority. And now I want to use this opportunity to share this with you. And of course, if you become a Dating to Marry client, this point will be overly clarified for you to the point where you get how this translates into your own life. But I will say this here. God can say you should go on dates with him, approve of dating him exclusively, and even courtship, but will not allow you to marry that man. Why? Well, I don't have the full answer, but what I do know is he'll tell you what you need to know if you ask him. We explore this point deeply in our fourth session if we're getting really specific in dating to marry. Because like I made in my first point, dating isn't a linear experience in the faith. Does this mean that you won't get married? Absolutely not. No, it doesn't mean that at all. I've had, you know, our dating to marry clients have gone through the process of dating, being engaged, and are now married, and even mothers, our wife and waiting sisters as well, have taken the same route. But what I am saying is the way that route is going to manifest in your life is not going to be linear. God is using each person he has given access to you to mold you into the person he needs you to be moving forward. Okay. Now, no one knows when you're going to get married. That's the next point. No one has a clue. <laughs> but God does. And this doesn't mean revelation from your pastors or your prophet or your spiritual leaders is wrong. But I don't want you to idolize that revelation. I don't want you to resent that revelation. I don't want you to feel like you're off track from that revelation or somehow you've done something wrong that has made that revelation not to manifest. It doesn't mean that because it hasn't happened, it's not going to happen. And it definitely doesn't mean that the dream that you had, the vision you had, the word that you received is invalid. It just means that the timing for God, the way timing translates with God, is not the same as it translates with men. And you are a man, you know, in the general sense of the term. And how his time transitioned into your own is on a divine timeline and staircase 
and you cannot fully understand physically and you just have to accept that that's why we have to walk by faith and not by sight because that's literally the closest we can come to experiencing divinity in physical in the, in, in the physical in the flesh so don't think you're still single because there's delay or you're doing something wrong could those be the reasons? Yes, there are certain things that God wants to get out of your life before marriage. You may have some generational course, curses, pardon me, that you have to deal with. But it doesn't necessarily mean that this cleansing has to happen before you get married. In some cases, yes, depending on your own journey and the word that God has given you concerning your lineage and the severity of what you're dealing with spiritually and how it has manifested physically in your lineage. But are they always the reasons? Absolutely not. And it's important that you understand that. That's why in Wife in Waiting, we have our prayer conventions. We have our praise and worship night. We really make sure that spiritually speaking, you are alert so that you are able to know, okay, why exactly am I single? Am I not married yet? Is it delayed? Is there something that I need to pay attention to? Or is it just that it's not the time of God yet? And if it's not the time of God yet, why is that? Okay, and this is what we hone in on in dating to marry. But in Wife in Waiting, we do have these events every single year to make sure that you understand how this looks like for you spiritually. But I do want you to know that it's not the only reason because you hear in the general sense of the church um, that, oh, if you're not married by a certain age, you're doing something wrong, there's, there's some curse or spiritual husband somewhere. That is not always the case. That can lead to what I call um, a, a, a lot of fear in your spirit, which is counterproductive, funny enough. And it's very ironic because it moves you even farther away from hearing what God is saying about your marriage and your husband and the man he has for you. Right, let's move to the next point. Deciding not to have sex before marriage doesn't guarantee you a good marriage. Oh, I hope you caught that one. Deciding not to have sex before marriage doesn't guarantee you a good marriage. Now, as you know, if you don't know, we have an Instagram page called Fan the Flame. And we get a number of requests from people that are struggling with different issues in godly dating, be it relationships. And one of these issues, you know, as tends to be in the general faith is sex before marriage so i'm going to address this here just deciding to close your legs doesn't mean you're going to be rewarded with a good husband that's not how this works is this is why in wife and waiting and dating to marry i'm very clear about building yourself that's how you can prepare yourself for the healthiest marriage by working on you it doesn't mean that by closing your legs, somehow the right man is going to find you. That's not how this works. Your decision to abstain is based on your covenant with God. So it's important to have clarity and conviction around that covenant. And that's what I show you how to really see for yourself in dating to marry. So don't assume that, oh, because I'm not having sex, um, somehow the man that God's going to give me is going to be amazing. Mind you, your husband is not an idol. That's a bonus. Bonus point. He is a human being. He has issues. Yes, he really does have issues. He has problems, just like you. So don't expect him to be perfect. Don't expect him to be this perfect representation of scripture, because that's not how this works. Just like you're a work in progress, he's a work in progress. So don't assume that based on the fact that you're not having sex, that that means that oh, my marriage is going to be amazing. That's you need to work. Marriage is effort. Marriage is consistency. It's compromise. It's clarity. It's connection between both things. Now, the last and final point. Who you decide to date is up to you. Don't give that decision to someone else. It's not society's choice. It's not your parents' choice. It's not your spiritual leader's choice. It is yours. So stop handing that decision over to them, whoever them is in your life. It only leads to resentment and regret. This is why whenever I receive requests 
for counseling and find the flame, I will not, I will not have, I will not give you advice on that platform. You have to book a session because I need you to understand that this decision is yours to make. And for you to really get that, we need to sit down for at least one hour, depending on your issue. But I usually do advise students to marry because it's a 12-week program where you really go through a transformational process of really getting in position to date, marry, and obviously attract the right man for you for that to happen. So it's important for you to understand that it's your choice of a partner that comes from a conviction that you can hold on to based on your relationship with God. Your friends, your family can support, but they don't need to conclude on your behalf. I would not advise that at all. That's why, you know, I like I said, and I'll repeat this, if you send me a DM in Band of Flame on Instagram or you send me an email saying, you give me your issue asking for advice, you have to have a session. I cannot advise you blankly. And I will not do that because that's counterproductive to what you're trying to achieve, which is know whether or not this man is good for you. You need to come to the place where you are able to make those decisions consciously on your own and look to other people to support you, maybe because they are seeing what you can't see or they are hearing what you can't hear because obviously love is blind. But ultimately, that decision is based on your own convictions. Great. So those are my lessons for you as we round up 2021 those are my final nuggets for you in this year make sure to share this with a sister friend and don't forget to leave a comment below if you enjoyed this let me know what point really resonated with you and of course make sure that if you'd like to become a dating to marry client of mine when we open in 2022 because i only worked with five women at a time make sure to join the wait list in the show notes have a lovely end of year and i will see you in 2022